Good morning, International Christian Fellowship, Rome, Italy, online, on campus. It's Pastor Jennifer here. It's summer and God is doing new things. It's a new season. And so today I want to say welcome. Welcome to the family. We love that so many have joined us online and now we're seeing them join us on campus. So I invite you today to lean into worship, to lean into the ministry of the word. For those of you that are traveling and you're working or you're on holiday, we don't go on holiday from Jesus. He's with us always. He's as close as the mention of his name. So as you enter into worship, I pray that you have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for joining us and know that the Lord has a great word for you today. Southwest of England. You see the ship was caught in a storm and the strong winds moved the ship to and fro. And by the time he knew, the ship had hit the rocks and it was over for them. You see, what this young man did was he swam to safety and he went to one of the rocks and he held on tightly to the rock. The following morning, a rescue team came around and as we all know, rescue teams come sometimes with news reporters. And a reporter interviewed him and said, you must have been shaking all night as you clung to that rock. And this is what the young boy said. Yes, I trembled all night with fear and cold, but the rock never trembled once. You see, this leads me into a story in the Bible where Jesus was in a storm with his disciples. But before we go on further, shall we close our eyes to pray? Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for bringing us to this house. Father, we pray that you are going to bring your word to us. You are going to open our hearts, open our minds, help us to understand the word that you have for us today so that we can apply it to our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Shall we say a big welcome to our, 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 our uh, online campus? Help me say a big welcome to them. And on behalf of Pastor Jennifer, I say a big welcome to all of you. So today, as I said, we are going to talk about storms, right? But then I want to find out from you, how many of you have been in situations where things were chaotic? It was, it was just a mess. How many of you? How many of you have been in such a situation? Yes. And that is what we are going to talk about today. Not the mess, but the peace you can have in the mess. Amen. And I'm just going to take you through some of, of the, the readings that we've had so far this month. And in week one, we had Pastor Larry who brought us a message. And he spoke about Gideon when Gideon encountered an angel. It, the story comes from Judges chapter 6. He encountered an angel and he was appointed to, to deliver the Israelites from the Midianites. And after deliberations and him doubting who he was hearing, he got confirmation that indeed he was talking to the Lord and he, he, he said, this is Jehovah Shalom, which means that the Lord is my peace. And then he also spoke about Paul and the shipwreck. And even in the shipwreck, the Lord was present. I'm going to read a brief passage in Acts chapter 27 from verse 22 to 25. It says, Yet now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, 
but only of the ship. For this very night there stood before me an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I worship. And he said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar and behold, God has granted you all those who sail with you. So take heart, men, for have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. This was Paul on his way to this city, Rome, to be prosecuted. And they experienced a shipwreck at Malta. And I want you to, 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 to see the last, the last verse. It says, so take heart, men. Let's say it together, take heart. Take heart, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I have been told. And then in week two, we looked at the greatest battles we face. And we were told that the greatest battles we face are in our minds and in our hearts. You see, sometimes things happen around you that you can shut off from, right? You can tell yourself, you know what, I'm not going to worry about this thing. And truly, you will not worry about it. But other times, things happen, and then it takes, it consumes so much of your time, that's all you think about. And that is what he was trying to convey to us in week two, that the greatest battle sometimes we face are in our hearts and in our minds. But the good news is that Jesus himself is our peace. Amen. And then in week three, we, we heard something that in this world, I hope, I, 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 I hate to break it to you, but in this world, you will have trouble. You will never reach a place in life where there's no difficulty. If someone tells you that you are going to have a period in your life where there's no difficulty, tell the person it's a lie. It's not, it's not going to happen. That's just how it is, right? And again, I hate to say that, but that's reality. So let's see what, what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 26 from verse 3 to 4. It says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord himself is the rock eternal. Shall we all repeat, the Lord is the rock eternal. The Lord is the rock. So that brings me to today's message. And as I said, we'll be talking about storms of life. And my story is coming from Mark chapter 4. You can also find that story in Matthew chapter 8 and Luke chapter 8. But I'm going to stick to the version in Mark chapter 4. So if you all follow this reading on your screens, I'm going to read from verse 35 to 41. It says, on that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side and leave, and leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as was said, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. What was Jesus doing? He was asleep on a cushion. Some versions say he was asleep on a pillow. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, 
Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Amen. So that brings me to my first point of today, the realities of life storms. You see, you see, before we move on to the, to, to, to the next slide, as you can see the proof of peace, there are two symbols above the proof of peace. Now, I don't know who made this graphic, but then I saw it, I said, wow, this is perfect for the sermon for today. What is a storm? It's just strong winds and then strong waves. And then you can see on top of the proof of peace, we have a symbol, symbol that looks like a wind, strong wind. And then in the middle, we have the proof of peace, and under it, you have strong waves. How perfect can this be? So my first point for today is the reality of life storms. And I just want you to look at this picture of a woman looking at a screen. So this, this is not exactly the, a, a picture I took, but it's, it's from the same uh, um, company that I'm going to talk about. So at work a few weeks ago, uh, we had a healthcare uh, um, session where people from health agencies came around to check people's vitals and all that. And this particular screen, they said they were going to help check our stress levels. And I said, wow, how can you check stress levels, you know, with a machine? And I, I, initially, I just wanted to understand the technology behind it, right? So I went there, I said, you know what, I, I just want to see how this works. And they have a device where you put your hand, uh, your, your, your palm in, it's going to, to check something on your, your skin, and then they put a glass, something like a glass on, on, on your forehead, which is going to check the rays in your brain, and then they are also going to check your heartbeat. And they are going to, just as you can see on your screen, there's going to be a video of an image moving around, and that is what is going to determine what your level of stress is. And if you can show us the next slide, we have three images here. The first one is blue, and that represents being calm. And then the next one in the middle is purple, and, and, and forgive me if I get the colors wrong, maybe I'm colorblind, but just listen to the positions. The, the middle one is purple, and then going to the end, that is when your, your stress levels are really high. That's red, orange thereabout, right? So I went and I was in the queue. I saw people in front of me. I saw people having a conversation with their colleagues. There were people who came alone and they, they looked fine to me, right? They, they looked okay, nothing was wrong. But then I realized a lot of them went through this test and at the end, they were very close to the red. And these were people who were smiling and laughing in front of me. It looked like nothing was wrong. And then at the end, this was what it looked like, you know, the stress level was quite high, you know, but hallelujah, when I did mine, I was in the blues. If you don't believe me, I can show you a video. <laughs> you see, there are many people facing storms in life that you can't predict from the way they look, right? Even sitting in the church right now, there are people sitting beside you who are going through difficulties, they are going through storms, but then you can't see and you can't predict because they smiled at you this morning, they said hello, they laughed, but then you don't know what they are going through. You see, I was in the queue looking at people who seemed fine to me, but then apparently they had high stress levels, right? And then a preacher once said that as believers, we are often in three places. You are either 
getting into a storm, in the middle of a storm, or coming out of a storm. That's not very encouraging because what it means is that you are always around a storm, right? And you see, our human desires cannot be met because immediately we solve one puzzle, we create another puzzle. Now think of it. People in high school, all they want to do is they want to pass their exams because they don't pay fees, so they don't think about fees. They just want to pass their exam to be able to go to the college or the university. That's all they think about. That's all they worry about. And then they get to the university. All they care about is, you know what, I want to get good grades. I want to graduate. And if, if, you, if you listen to the prayer requests of people in college or the university, all they talk about, especially when they get to the end of, of college, they talk about the final year project, the thesis, and that is the stress. That is all they think about. And then these same people graduate, they are happy for a short period, and then now they start thinking of a job. They say, oh, I need to find a job. I really need a job. And then they start praying for a job. And then God makes a miracle. They get a job. And then they come again and they say, God, you need to, you need to grant me this re request one more time. I need to get married, God. I, I need to get married. My clock is ticking. I'm 23 years old, God. I need to get married. I, why are you laughing? Is 23 too young? Shall we say 26, 27? No, I should go up. Okay, 30, 30. Is that fair? See, all these brackets, there are people who are 23 who are worried about marriage right now. There are people who are 26 who are worried about marriage. 30 who are worried about marriage, right? But let's say God grants the marriage. We get into marriage, and guess what? It doesn't end there. We go back to God saying, God, I need to have a child. I need children. If I have a child, I'll be fine. I'll be at peace. I, I, God, I really need a child. And then let's say God grants the child, and all you do again is, God, I want to raise my child to be someone successful in this world. I want my child to be in church. I want my child to be a, a, a good person in this life. That's all I want, right? That's all I'm going to worry about, God. And then the child grows up, reaches adolescence, reaches teenage, and you know how teenagers are. And then you go back to God and say, oh, God, please take this child away from my house. <laughs> right? So we have, we have different levels of stress. And you can pray for one thing, but then it doesn't necessarily mean that you never pray for something else again. So you solve one and then something else comes up. So we have different stages of frustrations. You see, you can, you can meet someone, I don't know if you've experienced this before, you meet someone who has everything you want, right? Has a PhD, has a job, has a car, has, has a family, you know? And you say, oh, I, I, I really want to be like this. And then you come to church and then the pastor says, anyone with a prayer request, and this person walks to the front. And you say, what are you doing at the front? Why do you have a prayer request? You know, because I am praying to be like you, so why do you have a prayer request? But that's it. That's the reality of life's storms, right? And this is why Jesus is telling us that we need to build our houses on a solid rock. 
And the reason is if you build your house on a solid rock, you won't be moved by certain things. Certain things won't bother you that much because you have your house built on a solid rock. Let's see what the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 from verse 24 to 27. It says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You see, it is easier to receive peace than to create peace. And that is why Jesus was telling us in this, in this chapter that we should put our focus on building our houses, on building our trust, on building our families, on building our relationships on a solid rock. Because when the storms of life hit us, we will not shake because we know we are holding on to that solid rock. Amen. And that brings me to my second point of today, the presence of Jesus in the storm. You see, in the midst of all the chaos, in the midst of all that was happening, Jesus was present with his disciples in the boat. You see, they got into the boat and, and, and faced the storm. And, and I want you to, to, to listen to something here. A lot of times, especially when this is happening to someone, when someone is going through a difficulty, what we do as Christians is we stay behind and say, Maybe it's because this person did A, B, C, or D. Maybe it's because this person hasn't been walking with God very well. Maybe it's because this person didn't listen to Alfred to give offering. So God is not blessing this person, right? That is what we say sometimes. But I want you to pay attention to this scripture that we read. Jesus Christ told them, let's get on the boat and go to the other side. So they were in his will, right? I'm not saying it doesn't happen that sometimes some of these things lead to you facing troubles. But they were actually in his will, and they still faced a storm in his presence. He told them, let's go. They went, and they still faced a storm. And you see, if you, if you read the context, the, the, the chapter before this and the chapter after this, you will see that the, the, the lake that was uh, um, being talked about here is, is what we know as the Sea of Galilee. And, and it's also known as the Kinneret or the Lake Tiberias. If you, if you study the geology of, of Sea of Galilee, you, you will notice that it's not a new thing that they experience waves and, and storms, right? It's not new. And we also know from Bible that Jesus appointed about seven disciples who were fishermen, right? And the Sea of Galilee is around where they grew up, Nazareth, Galilee region, Jerusalem, is, is really close. So that means that these disciples were not alien to storms, right? They knew how to, to navigate in a storm. But this time around, 
they tried their best and they felt, you know what, we are probably going to die. So let's wake Jesus up. Let's wake the teacher up. And you see, Jesus was present in the storm, yet he appeared asleep, right? And this prompted the cry of the disciples. And they said, don't you care that we are going to drown? Don't you care that we are perishing? And this mirrors our own reactions when we face storms in life. We go to God and say, don't you care that I'm going through these challenges? Don't you care that I'm facing these difficulties? Don't you care? Are you even present? Don't you care? You see, but God is always present in the midst of our storms. Amen. He's always there beside you, and he will always come through for you. Amen. And that takes me to my third point for today. Faith doesn't become simpler over time. It's okay to, to sometimes feel like your faith is shaken. And the reason is because you won't have faith today that will last your whole lifetime. No. There are times when something positive will happen to you in life. And then the next moment, there's a whole new storm altogether. And you need a new faith to be able to overcome. So believers, faith never gets easier. You see, Jesus' response to the storm is a demonstration of his authority over nature. He had performed miracles prior to, to, to this event, right? He, has, he, has, he had shown them that he had dominion over sickness. He had dominion to cast out demons and all that. But in this period, he spoke with the winds. He said, peace, be still, and the storm was calm. This talks about the power that Jesus has over all aspects of life. In the same way, Jesus has called us to confront our fears and our doubts. He has called us to say to our fears and our doubts, peace, be still. Peace, be still. And you see, Jesus said, why are you so afraid? Don't you have any faith? Have you still no faith? Why are you so afraid? These were disciples who had seen him do miracles. These were disciples who had seen him do things that were unheard of. Yet, they were in a storm and they were scared and they felt like they were going to die. This happens to us a lot of times. We get a breakthrough, we find ourselves in another position, and we wonder, am I going to break through again this time around? These are, these are questions that challenge us to remember the faithfulness of God in our past events. It talks to us about his sovereignty and the fact that we have to trust in his sovereignty. And, and this is important because Jesus is the peace in the midst of our storm. Amen. So I'd like to, to share some lyrics from a song. This song came out many years ago, um, I think 1993 to be specific. And growing up, I'm not saying I'm very old, you know. I just, growing up, this song 
you would hear in, in all aspects of your life. You hear on the streets, you, you'd hear in church. When there's a church program, you are sure, surely going to hear that song. It was by Lionel Peterson. And I don't know if you know this song, maybe some of you do. Um, but then I'm going to, to read some of the lyrics of this song. He started by saying, because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that he made on the cross for us, he has become our Jehovah Shalom. Say, he has become my Jehovah Shalom. And this means that Jesus is our peace. And it goes on to say, I will worship the Lord for he is worthy. I will lay down my sword for the prince of peace is his name. King of the flood, the Lord is mighty. The Lord can quench the evil flame. I will invite the worship team to join me on stage. And it goes on, if you know the chorus, it goes on to say, Peace, when trouble blows, Jehovah sees and Jehovah knows. He is my peace. When sorrow nears, Jehovah sees, Jehovah hears. Is there anyone here who is conversant with this song? Okay, okay, I see some people. I think the, the, the people who were born after, after the 90s are still struggling to... To relate with this, but this was a song about peace, and this was telling us about Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. And church, in, in conclusion today, I want you, if you forget anything that I've spoken about today, if you forget my stories, if you forget the story about, about Jesus and the disciples in a storm, if you forget everything or anything, I just want you to remember this, these three points. That the, in this life, we will face storms. We will face storms in this life. And it's not because you are an unbeliever. It's not because you've done something wrong. It's not because you are walking out of His will. But you can be in His will and still face storms. That is just the reality of life storms. And then the next point is to always remember that Jesus is present in your storm. Amen. He is present in that storm. He is present in that crisis. He is present in that difficulty. He is present in that job search. He is present in the relationship you are trying to fix. He is present in the children you are trying to raise. He is present in the finances. He is present in all aspects of your life. Amen. And the final point I want you to, to remember today is that faith doesn't get simple over time. So as believers, we can find assurance in the midst of life's storms. Just as the disciples witnessed the wind and the waves obey Jesus Christ, we can also experience that peace when we anchor our faith, when we anchor what we believe in Him because He is present in our storms. See, our faith, again, doesn't exempt us from the storm, 
but our faith equips us to be able to face that storm, to say, you know what, I know I may be in the storm right now, but I'll be coming out very soon in Jesus' name. And I want us to remember to anchor our faith when life sees become too hard for us to handle. So before we close today, I'll invite all of you to stand on your feet. And I'm going to, I'm going to share a verse in John chapter 14. And this is a verse we've seen in the past weeks as we spoke about living proof, the proof of peace. And this is what the Bible says. It says, peace I live, I live with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Amen. I want you to, to take a moment to read that scripture one more time. You may have seen this scripture before, but I want you to, to look at this scripture with a different lens today. He is saying... He's leaving peace with you. Not the peace that the world gives you because there is security, right? But the peace that will transcend understanding. The peace that people will not be able to comprehend just by looking at it, right? There are people who don't have anything in their pockets, but they have so much peace. And there are billionaires who are still looking for their next billion dollars. And they are worried about it. There are people who have what you are, you are praying for and they can't even sleep at night. But you go home, you fall on the bed and you sleep like a baby. So this is the peace that the Bible is talking about. It's not the peace that the world is giving you, but the peace that he himself is giving you because he is Jehovah Shalom. He is the Lord of peace. And he said, let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. You will go through the storms, but let not your heart be troubled. Why wouldn't you let your heart be troubled? Because Jesus is in the storm with you. Amen. So before the worship team sings a song of worship, I just want us to close our eyes in this room all together. And if this was a message, also the people online, if this was a message that was for you, if this was a message that touched your heart, if there was a part of the message that, that you connected with, I just want you to, 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 to dwell on that for, for, a, for a minute, right? I, I want you to prayerfully think about that. And today, before you leave this place, before you log off online, I want you to submit your worries, submit your troubles, submit your frustrations to God. I want you to close your eyes all around this room. If you're online and you can close your eyes, you can do that as well. And I want you to prayerfully think about the storms in your life, the storms in your life. And I want you to pray today to declare that you will not be troubled, you will not be afraid, you will not perish because Jesus is in the storm with you. Amen. Let us pray together. Father, Lord, we know that we will be in storms in this life. We know that trouble will come because we are in this life. But Father, we will not be afraid 
because you are God. You are Jehovah Shalom. We will not be afraid because you have defeated the principalities. We will not be afraid because all our situations belong to you. We will not be afraid because there is nothing that doesn't bow at the mention of your name. We will not be afraid because you control the nature. You say to the wind and the, and the, the, the waves, peace be still and the physical storm ceases. Father, Lord, you know what we are going through. You know what your children are, are, are praying for today. Father, I pray that as they lift their storms to you, Father, you take up the storm and calm the storm in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I pray that no one in this room returns with that storm. Father, I pray that you are going to help them come out of that storm in the mighty name of Jesus. Not by their power, but by the power that you have given to us. Father, Lord, you have given us the name that is above all other names. Father, Lord, you have given us the Prince of Peace. And that is what we are holding on today. Father, Lord, we pray for your peace to reign in our lives. Father, I thank you for taking up our storms. I bless your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, isn't the word of God amazing? It's life-giving. It's faith-breathing. It's transpiring your destiny for this week. I want you to know that every time I make a video for you, I invite you to join me to agree together for what God wants to do in your life. So the first thing I want to do is say, you know what, maybe there's been some things in your life this week, maybe something in the message you listened to makes you realize, God, I need to give you a new commitment. Jesus, I need to trust you in a brand new way. Maybe he needs to redeem some things in your circumstance. I want to invite you right now to pray with me and to send me an email that you have prayed this prayer because I want you to know you're not going to do this faith journey alone. And he is going to help you do it in a brand new way. So agree with me and pray with me. After I pray, you pray, okay? Dear Lord Jesus, you say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you. I invite you right now to take full authority in my life. Forgive me for anything that has taken me off course. Forgive me and help me to trust you in every way. Lord, from this day forward, for the rest of my days, I will keep holding your hand, holding on to your word, and trusting you with every detail of my life. Today, Jesus, you say it, today, Jesus, I belong to you and I receive your love and your healing in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You prayed that prayer with me. I want you to send us an email. I've got people that have been online that have walked into the church campus and said, that was me, and now I'm here and I need community of faith. So I also want to pray this prayer with you because I believe that your miracle is in motion. And I believe that in this summer, God is wanting to do something new in each of us. And our miracles are in motion. Our lives are in motion. We're in new seasons, but he hasn't walked away. He's walking right beside us. And so I want to pray with you for whatever you have need of. And I want you to know that when you write us, we are praying for you. You are not doing this life or this journey or this process alone. So Father, right now, I pray for your son and your daughter that are watching 
online on campus. I pray for the ones who are traveling. I pray for the ones who are moving to Rome and looking for that place to belong. I pray for the ones who are watching online and saying today, God, I needed a word from you. Let this be the word right now, Lord Jesus, that you're with your daughter, that you're with her family. God, let this be the word for your son, that you have a calling on his life, that you're with him, that you're walking with him, that anointing and favor is upon him. And Lord, for that miracle in motion, whether it be physical or financial or relational, let your child of faith say, Lord, I will keep trusting you. So Father, I thank you for the miracle in motion. I thank you for the supernatural intervention in everything your child needs. And I pray that in this moment, faith would feel alive and fresh and we have a new outlook for the week ahead. I love you and I bless you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So now I want to say, don't forget to write. Don't forget to join us online. Thank you for what you're doing to be a part of our global worldwide family. God is doing miracles and you're a part of it. I love you.